Okay, welcome, 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 welcome to the SPP. It's me and Mani. I'm going to rhyme the entire episode for an hour and a half. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about NFL free agency. We're going to talk about the return of Tom Brady. And then we're going to talk about some NBA icons and how Monty feels about his Philadelphia 76ers. Plus, my favorite topic to talk about, the Los Angeles Lakers. And then uh, we were going to talk March Madness, but I'm going to be honest, haven't watched a single game. And uh, don't know. I, I had scribbled down. I had this note scribbled down from yesterday, Monty. Sleeper team, Iowa. <laughs> So I think we wait a couple of rounds and then we'll come back so that we seem smarter. Um, before we do our Friday night intro song, I just want to do a quick update from our last one. Russell Wilson had his press conference and uh, where he revealed a lot of interesting stuff, Monty. In fact, that he he sleeps four hours a night. He looks like he ate the whole kitchen cupboard at the uh, at the press conference. He's got a little. Uh, Zion Williamson in him. If he's only sleeping four hours a night, it's just to wake up so he can have breakfast. And then he said, oh, I've already watched all of the Denver games from last season while on vacation with his hot wife, Sierra. She's like by the pool in a bikini. He's like, nah, nah babe, I got to watch the, the Jacksonville matchup again. It's like, what? what he's lying there's no pot he's he russell wilson's one of these guys that wants to build up the mystique so badly it's almost reminds me of lebron james but let's do our intro song then we'll jump into nfl free agents friday night i'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are Now I'm riding shotgun in your car We drive through the city like explorers going 65 Flowing hair flying across your face We left on Friday, now it's Saturday Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up Red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks Sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low Studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might Run away to some place we we can be who we are. We can be who we are. Yeah, ba babe, come to the pool. Yeah, I need someone to rub sun suntan lotion on my back. No, 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 babe. I'm watching the Detroit matchup again. <laughs> no, that 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 has to be made up. I, I saw that snippet. I didn't see his interview, but I saw that snippet that said he's watched the games <laughs> last year a couple times. And that just reminded me when um, Mike McCarthy was interviewing for the Cowboys job, he said the same thing. He was like, oh, I watched all of the games, all of the Cowboys games last year. And then he said like two years later, like, oh, I actually just made that up. I just said it to make it sound good. He admitted good. that? <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, I just that? said it because it sounded good and I wanted to the job. Really? Yeah. 
Oh my God. I can't believe he admitted that. Well, at least that's believable. Like what right. Mike's McCarthy got distracting him. Like he doesn't have Sierra. Like, Hey, Hey, you want to get freaky? And he's like, I would, but I have to rewatch the Jets matchup. Denver versus the Jets. Um, all right. Well, I, I do like Denver a little bit more now, now, now that Randy Gregory uh, did the old flip flop on the Dallas Cowboys and went to the Broncos though. I think I think the Broncos could be good now, so now but I'm basing in. it on Randy Gregory, <laughs> not. I would like the record to be clear. I am basing that on Randy Gregory and not Russell Wilson. All right, enough. We already talked about him in the last cast. All right, just happened. I didn't know. I don't know any of the details, but I wanted to get your thoughts because I actually am a little scared of the Raiders now. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. They got they just got Devontae Adams. Breaking news, hot take. <laughs> they have Darren Waller. They got Renfro. Mm -hmm. I don't want to include Josh Jacobs in there because I think he's a little iffy. But even if you don't, you, you could replace a running back every day of the week. I'll tell you what, I really like the Raiders. I mean the whole Thoughts? the whole AFC West is about to be a gauntlet. I mean, I saw one tweet. Every single AFC West game is about to be on primetime, whether that's on Thursday, Sunday night, or Monday night. From top to bottom, the Raiders, they might finish last in their division, but they could finish I first. And I mean, any team that finishes last in the AFC West has a chance to be in any other division and finish first. Just That's how good and deep they are. And – I mean, Devontae Adams, the number one receiver in the league, he got a big contract, deservedly so. But um, my whole thing with that is, I know we want to talk about. Wait, the so they US. did they finalize a contract? Yeah, well, apparently it's five years, one hundred forty-one million. So it comes out like a little under thirty million. It makes him the highest paid receiver. Well, so. I think that's that's that war. I was getting a little frustrated with like the Christian Kirks of the yeah, world. Yeah, no, Christian paid. Kirk like destroyed the market for average in, in a good way for receivers, but in a bad way for the rest of the league. He destroyed. I was about to recommend average. to all wide receivers that whoever yeah. Christian Kirk's agent was to hire them. Um, who yeah. was that? Clutch Sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whoever it is, Christian Kirk <laughs> should not be getting paid that amount of money. But back to the AFC West, I, I like. I still think the Chiefs are the best, and then I'll go with the Chargers. The Chargers picking up Khalil Mack and uh, J.C. Jackson is big. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go the Broncos, and then I'll go the Raiders. But it's not like I'm saying the Raiders are bad. Like I would put can, the Raiders. Can first all today. four of them make the playoffs? Uh, theoretically, can they? Wait. I have no idea. No, how <laughs> I haven't done the statistical analysis. I think there's three wild card teams. Yeah, so theoretically the winner could get in and then three wild card teams, which I mean That'd that be would fun. be something crazy. But one of them isn't gonna make the playoffs and it's gonna be like, oh shoot, but that team not make it. Right. And then they'll do the whole argument again expand where they're the like, playoffs. Well the, the yeah. expand put <laughs> just put the top teams in, don't do the divisions, don't do yeah. And it'll be that exact argument again. But I, I'm, I'm excited. I love all the moves that are happening. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like it's an NBA offseason. Like there was never this much action no. in the NFL offseason. Now everything is, people are making big trades, big signings, 
a lot's going on. Players are requesting out. Haven't really seen that. Yeah, speaking of the players requesting out. So the Browns on St. Patrick's Day, my buddy Chris visited. We're out at the bar. He's a big Browns fan. He shows me his phone. I can barely see it because I've had 10 beers. But I do recognize that it's Amari Cooper has been traded to the Browns. And then I start thinking in my head, wait a second. If they just got Amari Cooper, they can use that as leverage to go. And, and this was before any of this was reported. I was just having this thought as I was drinking my 11th beer on St. Patrick's Day. I was ignoring the, the females in my vicinity because I had work to do on the sports uh, <laughs> front. I was like, wait a second. They just got Amari Cooper. They can use this as leverage to then go to Deshaun Watson and say, look, see see what we got? little toy for you. We got a good defense. Then I thought, wait a second. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Uh, I can't hear you, though. Am I muted? Can you hear me? All right. Now I can hear. Oh. All right. Sorry about that. Back to the Matrix. Then I thought they'd go to Deshaun Watson and say, if you come here, we can then get Allen Robinson, and then we could get you, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and you could be Super Bowl bound immediately. So I wasn't actually disappointed or shocked that they did the whole Deshaun Watson thing. You have to do it if you're them. I was, however, shocked with Baker Mayfield's reaction. I can't believe he was so sensitive about it. I mean, they basically told Baker Mayfield, we want another quarterback. I mean, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm like, okay, you. if you had the chance, if it was up to you, you would have moved on from me. You would have gotten Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson said no to you guys. So why should I come back and play if you don't even want me here and you're going to potentially move on from me next year? So what am I doing wasting my time this year? I, I can understand wanting out. I, th I think that's So fair. Baker Mayfield thinks that he is uh, well, like okay. a very good quarterback. Then. Well, no, that's In what I was going to get to. That because, because he did a preemptive letter to the fans as if he's Bill Russell, like thanking them for winning multiple championships and like, ah, it's been fun. You've done nothing. You've been the weak link of the entire team every single year. So for him to get so sensitive, it's like, why wouldn't he just be like, oh yeah, I get it. I hope that he doesn't come here because I'd like to be the starting quarterback. And then he, and then if you're Baker, you're like, all right, I still got Nick Chubb, I still got Amari Cooper, and and we can make things work here in Cleveland. We got a good defense, unless there's some behind the scenes shit. And he said that he found out via social media and everything else. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess they could have called him or whatever. But I don't know. I just think these guys, it's business. I just think these guys are too sensitive. No, I mean that's fair. Like I think they are sensitive, but. It's also business to them too. The team, like, if you're – the communication was off. So if something's going on behind my back, why would I want to go back into that building where I'm not – I don't even feel wanted. Like, I know I'm still getting paid, but if they can easily move on from me, like, just like that, I would request out. I know Baker Mayfield's not the greatest quarterback, but there is a market. I mean, the commander is just traded for Carson Wentz. So teams will trade for right. a quarterback. 
But I understand where Baker Mayfield's coming from, but I'm also like, you're not you're not that good to be acting like a superstar wanting out. Where do you think's a good spot for him? I saw something that um, the Seahawks were interested. Ooh. Which I don't know. I don't know if any spot is a good spot for Baker Mayfield because I don't think he's any good. But Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis, or yeah, honestly, somewhere other than Cleveland, I feel like he just needs to get out of there. Even though Cleveland, you, if really you're Indy, would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? I would rather have Jimmy G, just because Jimmy too. G's like gone to the playoffs. He's. I would trust Jimmy more than I trust Baker, but that's not saying much. Yeah, I do like the Seahawks angle though. That gives them a couple weapons. Not a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. They can be like, oh, we're rebuilding. Like, give them a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But if you're Baker, wouldn't you rather just stay in Cleveland? Well, I think, well, like you, I think their relationship's over. Like, I feel like, not like he's Ben Simmons. Like he got hurt. Like because that, they he- tried to get a better court, a top five quarterback. Well, I mean, I mean that's fair. I understand both sides, but if I'm the Browns, you can't – unless the Browns really, really thought they had a chance at Deshaun Watson, you can't make this all public and be like, oh, we're really pursuing Deshaun Watson. We want to upgrade our quarterback, and then that fall through, and then now you're just left with Baker Mayfield, and then how, how does he feel? So I think the Browns handled it poorly, and I think it's fair how Baker's acting. I know he's not how, good. But... How would you have done it? You're the GM of the Browns. You're Haslam. How would w- you have done it? We're the Cleveland Browns. We're not getting Deshaun Watson, so I would have never. <laughs> I would have never entertained that in the first place. You would not. You're <laughs> telling me you wouldn't have got on a plane to go see him? Really? I mean, I would have felt my ego would allow me if I was the GM of the Cleveland Browns to be like, we just got Amari Cooper. We got Nick Chubb. We got Kareem Hunt. This is a good place to play football. I'm getting on the plane. Unless, I mean, why would Deshaun Watson want to go to Cleveland? Unless like the massage parlors are like A1. There's no <laughs> point for him to go to Cleveland. I do like that they're <laughs> like, and I think Chris Mortensen was making this up, by the way. Chris Mortensen reported that Cleveland said, we want an adult at that position. Yeah, I saw that. So then they were like, well, we want an adult at that position. Let's go get that guy that sexually assaulted 22 women. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Any other surprises? Any other free agent thing? Well, we're going to get to the main surprise. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But any other signings? By the way, my Baltimore Ravens. I was stoked last night they got Zedarius Smith. And then he pulled a, a, the old Randy Gregory and was like, nah, never mind. These teams should be banned from posting it until there's ink <laughs> on paper. Okay? Oh, and then and then my uh, let's let's switch takes here for a second. My Baltimore Orioles offered Correa $300 million, and it looks like he's going to turn it down. Baltimore's just getting fucked nonstop. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot of money, but who is he going to be playing with in Baltimore? He's just... Come on, dude. For that amount of money, it's like... <laughs> oh, no, I, mean, I would have taken it. I would take it. Play yeah, a yeah. game for money. That's no, no, what 100%. you do for a living. Yeah, I would have taken the money and been like... I, I would go play... For the Jags, if they are, or like the worst baseball team, if they are offering me that, 
right, real quick. Uh, all right, free agent on the Jags is Christian Kirk and uh, Zay Jones really an improvement than from DJ Chark and uh, Chenault? No, I I think they got worse. I like DJ Shark. I don't. He signed with the Lions for like pretty cheap compared to what. Yeah, that was an Christian interesting Kirk one. One year, ten million. Yeah, I mean Christian Kirk. He no in no world should he be getting paid eighteen million a year. I like he's a solid number three with a chance to be like a good number two, and you're paying him like a true number one. Like I don't know. I feel like Jacksonville, they just have free agency starts, and Jacksonville was like, all right, who wants money? And just started giving out. And Zay Jones, I mean, what he was on the Raiders. I know the Raiders had Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, but it's not like him being the number third option. He was putting up big numbers or anything like that. So, I mean, they spent a whole bunch of money, but I don't think the Jags got better. They're always going to be the Jags. They're always going to be bad. Right. Okay, any others before we get to my boy Tom Brady? No, I just think the biggest surprise so far is obviously Devontae Adams because you thought if Aaron Rodgers. Right. What is Aaron Rodgers thinking right now? Yeah, I mean, Rodgers had, like, he had to have known something was happening because there's no way the Packers, like, because I think um, Adam Schefter tweeted out that, like, Rodgers signed his deal, like, after he announced the trade. He was like, FYI, Aaron Rodgers had already signed his deal meaning like oh he can't back out of it so i feel like the packers gm obviously said something because i I mean you're not then gonna lock they haven't done that in the past yeah i mean and then snake aaron Rodgers and trade his number one receiver so i feel like we'll find out in the coming days like yeah i mean aaron Rodgers can't resist he'll yeah yeah he'll go on a podcast i mean this guy is addicted to drama yeah yeah as much as Tom Brady is, I want to get to Tom Brady. All right, that's fair. Were you what on a percentage level? How how surprised were you that Tom Brady uh, came back? I I wasn't surprised because I always thought he would, but I was surprised at how quick his announcement was. He was retired for like a month. I was more so waiting maybe until training camp comes, and then he's like, "Okay, I want to go back." He took like a month off and was like, "Okay, I, I want before even free agency started." He's like, I'm already back. So I, I, that's what I was surprised. I was surprised at how quickly it happened. Well, I mean, the I never, I never buy the family thing. Uh, I want to spend more time with my family. <laughs> Football, out of all the sports, is the one that you can spend the most time with your family. You're not traveling like NBA and MLB players. For the most part, you have a job where you do it during the day like most people and you can go home. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a high-power CEO of any like major corporation, you're on the road too. Mm-hmm. So it's like this whole, oh, you know, I want to be there for my family. It's like, especially for NFL players, that's complete bullshit to me. Um, You can do both. You, you can have plenty of family time and also play professional football especially if you're tom brady and you'll get the leniency so that never made sense to me i think conspiracy theory wise he was actually hoping and uh, that he would go to san fran that they would trade him to san fran and uh when they we listen to the bruce arians uh press conferences 
And he's like, well, if he's Bruce Arians is very dismissive, by the way. There's a weird thing going on in Tampa. Bruce Arians like, oh, if he's going to play, well, he's going to play for us. <laughs> and that was like a weird thing to me to say. And it was like, I think Tom was just like, oh, okay, I'm retiring, blah, blah. Hoping that they might just still just trade him, like my original conspiracy theory for the rights to Tom Brady mm-hmm. to come back, right? And they get Jimmy G. But then you're sitting there and he's like, well, I guess I, I just got to come back. <laughs> and, and, and then you're just with Tampa. And I'm not ruling out the San Fran thing yet. I'm still not ruling it out, by the way. Think so? Well, I mean, are you completely ruling out that he is traded to the San Francisco 49ers? Well, they, they asked Bruce Arians a while back. This was when Tom Brady was retired. Like, would you trade, like, his rights, like, away? And he was like, unless they give me, like, five first-round picks. So, I don't know. Really? He obviously said that jokingly, but there's going to be a heavy price to pay. If right. Well, Bruce that. Arians isn't the GM. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think Bruce Arians is the coach, by the way? I think there's some weird things going on with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. I would put it at 55% yes, 45% no, that he's even the coach in one month. You think he'll get fired? I don't know. He's got some work ethic problems. Uh, Yeah, apparently, well, there was a report that they don't really get along or Tom Brady didn't like some of the things that he would do. But right. I mean, they want, just won a Super Bowl and they went to the playoffs this year. It's like, how do you fire someone and then bring a new guy in? I mean, obviously, first year head coaches, I, I think, have, I mean, some of them have been very successful, but if it was me and I'm Brady, I, would, I don't know what's going on, but I would want to keep the same coach that I have. I don't know. This whole thing's very bizarre to me. I also think that I also think that Tom Brady saw Russell Wilson move, right? I also think Tom Brady was like, "Wow, the NFC is really weak, and I could kind of just waltz into the Super Bowl." It's the old LeBron thing, you know. Figure out which conference is the worst one, go there, waltz your way to the championship every year. And then when everyone looks back on it, like 20 years from now, they'll be like, oh, the GOAT. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Tom Brady is LeBron because I actually really like Tom Brady. But I, from a competitive standpoint, which I don't think people give Tom Brady enough credit for, he's a psychopath, just like Jordan was. I think he thinks about all of these things. So I think he also saw the NFC and was like, wow, I can, I, I can really run through this. No, I mean – 100% other than the Rams, I don't know if there's – Like, are you, you know, really afraid of the Pack? Well, now, definitely not afraid Well, no, of the now Packers. that the Packers lost their best receiver, I know I don't even know. Other than Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, who else on their offense is like, oh, let's get game plan against them. So I think – Do we Brady know who definitely. they got for, like, the round? Like, is that this round, know. like, this year? Yeah, first-round pick. And then – that was what they got so far, and then I haven't seen the rest of it, but I know they're getting a first-round pick this year. Just one? There's more. There's it's, It said, like, multiple high-value picks. 
Okay. And so they said one's a first round pick this year, and then the full details will come out soon. But I only saw that one so far. And then my last point on Tom Brady is I think after you retire, like you talk to any football player, right? Right after the season, they all want to retire, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're his age. I think once you retire and you realize what life is like, by the way, football, all of these sports are, are the only thing where you can hang out with buddies into your like late 30s. <laughs> Like every day, like, like you're literally in college, like every day until your late thirties. And I think once you retire, you're like, that's the most depressing part. <laughs> I think it's like being around a bunch of dudes that you're, you're boys with and being able to like go out or I know Tom Brady doesn't go out, but like, I'm talking in generalities. Yeah, yeah. Even with him, just being able to go to practice and be around your buddies right mm-hmm. it's something where you're like oh man this is not really the same now that i have quote unquote retired right no exactly you're used to this whole lifestyle that he's been living the last like 20 something years and now obviously he's gonna be in a lot of like other business adventures after but the whole nfl locker room lifestyle that'll be mm-hmm. he probably missed it or Maybe he got sick and tired of being at home with Giselle for the one month and was like, let me get out of here. I can't do this. And was like, let me let me push it You back can only here. kiss your son so many <laughs> times. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you, you really can only kiss your son so many times. And but, uh, we're... I always knew I wasn't going to be gay. <laughs> Best clip ever um i mean they immediately became like odds on favorite by the way to to make it to the super bowl i mean from the nfc i mean i would put them them i mean the rams the rams just signed Allen robinson today so and they apparently want to re-sign odell so i put the rams at number one just because they're the defending champion then i put the buccaneers at number two for the nfc okay um i want to go back to the psycho thing about brady um his competitive spirit is like he once got caught. There was an article written about uh, him versus Manning or whatever, and he like shit on Manning in this email. But like in public, he's like a very nice fella, right? I think he's hoodwinked us all into thinking like he, I think he's as psychotic as Jordan, right? And they all hold on a little bit too long. Him, Jordan, uh, who are some other amazing players? Uh, I would even say like Federer mm-hmm. is a guy you think's like, oh, what a nice guy, Federer. Yeah. I bet you every time he sees an adult, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm... Serena, speaking of tennis, she mm-hmm. lost to Sharapova once and was like every time she ever saw her again, like destroyed her. Yeah. A- and another one who's – I mean, do you think Serena's going to retire anytime soon? No, no, no. I, and they're just defi- – I mean, LeBron, I, I hate to put him in the in the group, but mm-hmm. another guy that's, that's just sticking around. I just think, like, his competitive nature will not allow him 
until the game tells him, like mm-hmm. it told Jordan, you're fucked, dude. Like Jordan's knees by the end were so fucked mm-hmm. that he had like 19 pound ice bags on his knees at the end. Even I think too, that yeah. Muhammad Ali. That's mm-hmm. like the darkest version. Yeah. <laughs> That's the darkest version of like sticking around <laughs> too long. <laughs> when you watch that movie, it's like by the end, you're like, Mike, stop boxing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Ali could never just like say no, right? It was yeah. all money grabs and it's a lot of boxers, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're the greatest at anything and, and boxing is the worst because when the game takes it away from <laughs> you, it's fucking brain dead. <laughs> Um, but I think it's going to happen to Tom Brady. I think he can't stop until the game stops him. Well, I don't think that will – I mean, think about it. He just finished top two in MVP. I think he still has – like if he's truly playing until the game stops him, I think he has three more years because I think this year he'll still perform really well. And then That's wild. That's a wild amount of time to say, by the way. Two, two or three. I, I like – I'm confident, like, because this year he's still going to perform really well. He's not going to drop off, go from the number two MVP candidate to, like, just falling off. He's going to play well, and then maybe the following year, a gradual decline, and then maybe one more year where he's like, oh, shoot, I should have retired last year. But Mm -hmm. I give him two to three more years. I mean, maybe he'll probably outlast Aaron Rodgers. I know Aaron Rodgers signed that four-year deal, but everyone's like, Aaron Rodgers is not making it to that fourth year. He's just – Signed for four years, but maybe that competitive edge. Tom Brady's like, I want to outlast this guy, and play. Well, I think that's a that's another thing I heard on a podcast is was a motivator, (laughs) was that he didn't like the attention Rogers was now getting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean Tom Brady's better and deservedly so. He should be getting. Do you think Tom Brady's better than Aaron Rodgers? No, as a quarterback, like skill wise. I think Aaron Rodgers, but as like a winner and a football player, like team team guy, I would take Tom Brady. He's won seven. Think Tom Brady's a good teammate. I mean, if you win seven Super Bowls, I don't care if you're a bad teammate. If I'm winning a chip, (laughs) you're winning a chip. Well, like it never. I know, but like, I guess that's an interesting conversation. Like, because most competitors in the team sport are actually really bad teammates, like Jordan. No, honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers is the worst teammate. Aaron Rodgers would like not bully, like he would scream at his wide receivers when they would like, Greg mess Jennings. up. Like, yeah, and even like when Valdez Scantling and Lazard were younger, like he would be screaming at them. And at that point, they're like rookies are in their second year, and they don't know what the hell's going on. Why are you gonna freak out at them when you like mess up a throw or something like that? He would always put the blame on them. So. Yeah, kind of reminded me when LeBron failed to get that rebound two nights ago and then <laughs> slammed the ball and then was blaming that guy that was like from the G League. Because it probably was that guy's fault. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to LeBron. We're not on the NBA yet. I also like how Tom Brady posted unfinished business. It's like, you, what, what? <laughs> what business is unfinished? Yeah. You yeah, already right. won with the Bucks, Right? I didn't understand that part. We said unfinished business. You won seven Super Bowls. Go retire. Be a family man. He's like, nah, unfinished. Right? That shows you what a psycho he is. Right? He wants to win. I watched this movie called Whiplash about a drummer. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it. And it's all about, the whole movie is 
he destroys everything in his life to be the best drummer of all time. That's how psycho you have to be. Do you think you have to be that psycho to be the best of all time? Yeah, you you have to have that mentality. Like it's like that Kobe mentality. You think you have to destroy like in the movie, I'm going to give you a specific example. Mm-hmm. He has a girlfriend and she's like I want to go do this, I want to do that. He breaks up with her and he says, "You are distracting me from my main goal, which is to be the best drummer of all time." And she was like, "You'd rather do that than live happily with me?" And he says, "Yes." Those people are crazy and that's what their priority is. It's like what that um Skip Bayless where he always tells his wife she'll be number 2. Like behind like his, <laughs> his whole career, and it's like if that's what your priorities are, nothing's gonna change them. That's how you're wired, right. but that's where you get to be where you're at. If you're like that, it's it's dri- you're driven, but it's crazy. It's to an extent, it's like psychotic. Do you think LeBron has that? No, no. I mean, LeBron. I think Kobe has that mentality. When Co- when Kobe played, he had the mentality. Then when he retired, he like calmed down. But when he played, it was go to the gym at like four a.m. Work out, go back home, and go to practice. Then go like Kobe had the mentality. I think LeBron. No, LeBron doesn't have the mentality. Does Russell Wilson have <laughs> to go back to Russell Wilson, or do you think he's faking it? He looked pretty fat in the press conference. I'm not. I'm just gonna put it out there. The man looked like he had been eating the kitchen cupboard. I mean, I think Russell Wilson knows the right things to say. I think he's a good like public speaker. Like he, he's always good with the media. He knows what to say. He probably saw a couple highlights, but I doubt he watched every single play for the past year. Because I mean, that would get me bored after a while. I'm not watching the Broncos highlights. Babe, you want to get in the hot tub with me? Nah, I'm watching the the <laughs> Detroit. The, I'm watching on two screens the Detroit Jets Jets games. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater just threw a three yard out. I'm trying to figure out how I can use Jerry Judy. <laughs> right, it's just like go practice with them, and then that's how you can get better. Yeah, like uh, uh, let's say he did watch the the film. Uh-huh. How does that help you? I don't know. I maybe I'm not that like <laughs> deep in like the NFL and how watching film helps, but you get the playbook, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. go run some routes. You have you have done every play ever for the yeah, Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. What are you learning more from the shitty plays Denver was calling last year? I don't. You're not Teddy Bridgewater. Every play that they did is com- is going to be completely different from what you do. That's that's true. So yeah. what does any of that give you other than you watching the Jets game and being like, you know what, Tim Patrick's pretty good. I should probably throw to that guy. Like other than that, I just don't know what you're getting from it. Yeah, I mean, you have OTAs and training camp to run actual routes. So what is watching? year old highlights gonna do I'm, I'm with you i don't you know what it is every time he sees future's son he just <laughs> he needs to distract himself with useless denver broncos games that's right any opponent needs to be bumping some future on the loudspeakers then 
I've gone from loving Russell Wilson. This, this is what I do with players, though. Like LeBron. I used to love LeBron. I, I, I go through this cycle of, like, I love you, and then I absolutely despise you. When I know that you have become too, what I like to call, L.A. And I don't say that just because LeBron. It's like when you become too glam. Hollywood, yeah, when you become Hollywood. Right, yeah. that's exactly what I mean. And not Hollywood Brown on the, <laughs> on, the on the Ravens who must go immediately. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NBA. Uh, I'm just going to put this out there. I do not enjoy watching the Philadelphia 76ers play basketball. How come? I don't like the standing around. I don't like their transition defense. I think it's become a James Harden uh, nightmare, which is what you got when you were watching him, even in his best years in Houston. And uh, I just don't. I think they're flat. I don't. I don't see the the Golden State movement. They they do the the same pick and roll over and over. I saw it in Cleveland in a scare last night. I saw James Harden with his classic lost look versus the Nets. I bet, live bet, when they were up versus uh, Denver because I knew that they would get tired and I knew that the Denver Nuggets would figure him out. And uh, I just, I'm not... Can we can we at least put to bed the old Kobe Shaq comparisons? Yeah, I mean, I never said they were Kobe and Shaq, and I don't think anytime like there's a guard or a big man and someone says Kobe and Shaq, I just ignore it because you have to win something to even be there, and none of them have really won anything. So I mean, I'll put that down to rest. Like I, yeah, yeah, I don't agree with that. When you were watching the Nets game. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching these other games where the bench is scoring zero points, do you wish you kept one of Drummond and Curry? Just one of them. Just just couldn't you have gotten away with the trade with just giving them one? Well, I, I wish I would have kept one, but I don't think the trade would have gone through. If you really think the trade would have been nixed if you kept Drummond? You really, you really think that the Nets would have been like, nope, we need Drummond. No, I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds so easier. It's like, oh, you could have easily just made the trade. But, I mean, then you would have to give something else up, and we don't know what that something else up is. Like, maybe that's another, like, Matisse Thibel or another player. No, I think he could have gotten away with Ben Simmons and, and Seth Curry. I mean, I don't think we overpaid if that's – I think we paid a right amount, and I think anything less, Brooklyn would have been like, okay, we're in no rush to trade James. We'll just lose him in the summer next year. I guess you're right. I, 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 I'm hesitating because how can you say you haven't overpaid without seeing the Ben, ben Simmons product on the floor yet? Because, because that, once he gets on, they're already amazing. The Nets uh, are already amazing right now. Once Ben Simmons gets on the floor, you're going to be looking over and thinking, damn, we gave him a drum and Seth Curry and Ben Simmons? 
Well, Ben Simmons was never going to play again for the Sixers. He was going to sit out this year. He was going to sit out the next next year. He was going to sit out whenever. He he was never playing another game. So at that point, it's just a sunk cost. So you just got to get rid of him and whatever value the other team values him at and just attach on other pieces to make a trade go through. So that's why I'm not really concerned about Ben Simmons. He might come back and play well, like other than shooting. He, he might still play well with defense, passing, setting stuff up, but he was never going to step foot again on the court for the Sixers. So you just we just needed to get him off the team and get something in return. Are you concerned about Harden? No. I think – no, You've I'm not – watching the last couple games. I mean, that, that's James – like, You're not concerned about Harden? No, I mean, that's – like, that's how James Harden – like, in Houston, he would have these big games and – which there was this – which isn't concerning to you. Let, let's let's go through the Harden failures, by the way. 2013, 7, 7 of 22 versus OKC. Elimination game. I've written them down. Don't worry. 3 to 1 com, comeback versus the Clippers. When they did that, he was benched. He had a towel on his head. 2, and, two of 11 in the Western Conference versus the Warriors. Elimination game. 2017, game 6 loss. 10 points, 2 for 11 overall versus San Antonio. 2018, Western Conference Finals Game 7, 2 for 13 from 3. And then they played the Nets, and he had that same lost look in his eyes, and then he went out to a strip club afterwards. (laughs) It's just like, when are we not, when are we going to be like, all right, this guy is a regular season guy, and when he's playing the fucking Charlotte Hornets, he looks great. And when he's playing the Nets, he's going to look terrible. And he's not going to show up in the playoffs. And this is just who he is. I mean, so his years in Houston, in in the playoffs, who he didn't have anyone to help. His... He had Dwight Howard. Let's not act like Dwight Howard after he was on the Lakers was anything special. He Dwight Howard was trash. Okay, dude. That they would have won that series if he didn't shoot so poorly. Okay, but okay, so what I'm getting at that I'm not concerned with Harden is he he puts up big numbers and yeah, he might struggle. But if the Sixers are struggling, you have this seven foot giant to throw the ball into who can who's I think first or second in the league in scoring who can get you 30. So James Harden can take a step back and say MB dominate get 30 like Harden won't need to drop 30. He can get you like I disagree because this is their problem with no bench. I think they both have to be on to beat a team of the caliber of Miami. To beat a team of the caliber of the Nets. I think they both can be on. I think – I mean, we're not going to disrespect James Harden like he's not – when he, like, won MVP a couple years ago or a top 10 player in the league. I know he hasn't done much when he was with Brooklyn or when he sat out with Houston. But the year before that, he was – like, what the league is doing right now when everyone's dropping, like, 60-60, James Harden was doing that by himself. He dropped 63 times in that 2019 year. And we had two players yeah. drop 60, and people were going crazy. James Harden did that himself. 
Right. What I'm saying, okay, how about this? Let me let me frame it in another area. Would you rather have Seth Curry and Drummond and then just sign Bradley Beal in the offseason? Uh, yeah, but then it's like, oh, what are we going to do like this year? Like, are we just going to waste Embiid and his You prime? think, you really think they're they're on track right now to win an NBA championship? I mean, I think they're set. I, I don't think, I'm not going to say they're not. I mean, I think they line up well with, Anyone they go up against, I think Milwaukee. As long as you have a job, how much is this you loving the 76ers? It's like when your buddy like has a girlfriend, it's super annoying. No, I mean, you're I'm, like, dude, you don't know her like I do, okay, dude? Like, well, first of all, I'm watching, I never have to hang out with her. I'm watching so many tapes of the Denver Broncos versus the Jets that I actually don't have to hang out with her that much. How much is this you just not? Uh, budging on your 76ers love. No, I mean, I, I'm a realist, and I, all of our playoff exits the last couple of years have been when Embiid's like off the court and he has to rest, we have no other score who can help us. So now we have Embiid, now we have another superstar score. I feel more confident. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say we're going to win. I feel more confident. You like the staggered fast. lineup? I mean, I feel like they're lost when they're not on the court at the exact same time. No, I mean, Embiid's always going to, like, Embiid put up MVP numbers when Harden wasn't on the court. Like, when Harden wasn't even No, on no, the court. I'm not talking about Embiid. Embiid will do his thing. I'm mm-hmm. saying when Embiid's not on the court. Oh, Harden? I mean, that's where Harden needs to go back to his Houston Rockets days and be like, you know what, I'm going to take every single shot until Embiid comes back on the court. I know he's looking to Are set up Are you people. confident that James Harden can do that? I mean, I because the because the Houston days are a long time ago. I mean, it was only like two two years ago. We're not gonna act like James Harden's washed because if James Harden was put in num- put in, I don't numbers, think he's washed. But okay. like, if James Let's Harden not was- jump to he's washed, <laughs> I'm just saying he's not the same guy he was. He's not spending two million dollars on his body like like LeBron James. He's not spending. He comes in fat. Every single start of the season, he's been going to strip clubs. Let's not act like he's constantly improving his physique, okay? Two years is a long time for a guy that's eating the buffet at the strip club. You you didn't see he was running the steps in the stadium after the game to work out? I didn't see that. Yeah, after the game, he was running I only the follow TMZ, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was running the bleachers to after the game. Um just to like get in shape and work out. Okay. All right. So you're still on Philly. You still think they have the inside track for the championship? Not saying they will win it, but I would like my chances against any other team in the East. What are your thoughts on their transition defense? I mean, because got- Kevin Durant, after that game, I've never heard a player kind of go after it kind of like this. Kevin Durant said, our plan was to get them running. They're slow. And we knew if we could get it into transition fast that they could not catch up. That's what he said after that game. I mean, then that's on Doc Rivers to make some adjustments. And I'm hoping as a coach, he does something to work on that. And I mean, it's hustle. Like, Getting back on defense is pure hustle. A shot goes up, you miss. Run back. Like, if you're not running back, 
you can't there's no strategy that's going to work like that's the first thing just hustle and get back so i don't know if they're just being lazy or if they're like you know we're already, we're already getting destroyed by 20 so i don't really care but i hope the attitude changes by the playoffs but i'm more so waiting because for the when playoffs i bet on denver when they played denver and i bet on them coming off a of back that was in overtime okay versus my team the orlando magic they had okay. to travel though they traveled they had to go to overtime with the Orlando Magic, okay? Even though I think that's very impressive because the Orlando Magic are my pick to win the NBA championship in a few years. But to, but to the regular public, that's not very uh, impressive. So, But what uh, my main point was, when I was betting on live betting on Denver, and we're going to talk about live betting right after this, the way they came back was that transition – kind of uh, Jokic, Peyton Manning, I'm going to chuck the ball down the, the floor thing. And that's what happened versus the Nets. And it happened a few times in Cleveland last night. So you can say all you want. The Lakers have been saying for two months, we got we to shoot shots. We got to play better defense. We got Doesn't mean it's going to happen, okay? So I'm just saying it's concerning that the 76ers do not get back on defense, and it's so easy to score 10 to 15 points in transition on them. I mean, that's fair. Okay, I mean, thank you. I have won the debate. No, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just trans. Like, if it's a problem in the playoffs, then I'll worry about it. A lot of the regular season, I feel like you can't. You can I agree with you on that. But when you have to play a team, then, like, Back to back to back, like you don't just see him one day and then wait like a month to see him again. Like you start figuring stuff out when you have to play in in a seven game series. So I'll make my judgments after like game one, two, and three, and then from there we'll see what happens. I agree with you on that. See, Charlie, since he's not here, we can <laughs> shoot on him. He would say, "Oh no, because it's regular season." I don't think anyone gives a fuck about the regular season. I think only role players play defense in the regular season. And I think the playoffs is a different animal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I, I do agree with you on that. That being said, if I see one of those motherfucking Peyton Manning passes in the first game, <laughs> the 76ers, I'm changing my tune. I mean, it, it, it'll happen. Like I'm not denying it, but it's, Trying to limit it. So maybe if they're getting 15 fast break points, limit that by half and cut it down. Oh, man. You know what? On these casts, I have to stop drinking so much wine <laughs> because uh, I'm, I'm turning into What do you need to do now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's skip to my favorite subject, which is the Los Angeles Lakers. They played the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. I believe that was their 11th straight road loss. I posted this on Sunday Punch Instagram. I wish I could go back in time and tell Jordan that it was all about stats. If he wanted to be the greatest of all time. (laughs) Because LeBron James doesn't give a fuck what's happening on the actual court as long as he gets his stats, right? The Lakers are a mess. We've covered this to an extreme extent. 
But last night versus the Timberwolves was the most egregious trash talking I've ever seen in my entire life from a team. And I'll agree with Russell Westbrook on this. That really hasn't earned it. Except for Pat Bev, I'll give him, I'll give him the pass a Wiley veteran. But for Pat Bev to be the, the, this will, this is what he's not an offensive juggernaut for him to be screaming at the Lakers bench that Russell Westbrook is trash and then holding his nose. And then for Russell Westbrook to airball it and cat is like looking at the stands for 15 (laughs) minutes, just trolling him. And then Pat Beverly acts like debris is falling (laughs) from the sky. The Lakers, even though I love it, are in a place that's so deep and dark that I think it's guaranteed that LeBron requests a trade next year. And I want to get your thoughts. Where what's because you're the LeBron lover. I want to say where is the best you love LeBron. I'm a fan of You're LeBron. in love with LeBron. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a fan of LeBron. What's the best place for LeBron James? I think Cleveland. And I said this a while oh back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said this a while back that if he wanted to go to Cleveland, I'm pretty sure Cleveland would take him back and would put him they? on that team. 100%. I know what's Dan the Gil- deal? What's the deal look like? Like, I feel like they would work it out in a way that it wouldn't, like, require, like, it wouldn't be like, oh, you're trading for prime LeBron. Like, you're just, you're you're facilitating a, a trade to help LeBron get to the Cavs. Like, you're, you're working with him, and obviously you want fair value. And I know, I mean, Colin Sexton's coming off an ACL or Achilles or something like that. I mean, I feel like him and some first-round picks, and then maybe. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the target right there. I mean, you really have to get rid of Colin Sexton if you're the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, you have Darius Garland who snapped this year when Colin Sexton wasn't playing. So right, I, I don't think Cleveland would have to give up much. And obviously, if you're taking like LeBron's forty million a year, you you have to make the money work. But I don't think you have to give up a lot of assets, like valuable ones, to get. LeBron. So, what percentage would you put LeBron on the Cavs next year? I mean, it's low. I think he stays with the Lakers, but I think he's on the Cavs. I would say. Why do you think it's 10%. low that he? Why Why do you think that he stays with the Lakers? He's in. He's in NBA hell right now. Because he he's Hollywood. He wants to stay in California. I mean, AD's been out, and I know okay. AD's not. Then the the, then he's not a psycho. Then he's not a Tom Brady psycho. Because if you're a Tom Brady Jordan psycho. And because he's already lost the legacy part of uh, the the best part about Jordan, right, during that time is that he stayed so long with the Bulls. The best part about Tom Brady is he stayed so long with the Patriots. LeBron has bounced around so many times that it's like he's a piece of shit. So at this point, if you're Tom Brady, Jordan psycho, you'd be like, no one gives a fuck about where I'm, you know, where I'm going to be remembered as. So I might as well just go back to Cleveland where they got a couple pieces and I could win. If he stays with the Lakers, that shows that he's just like, 
all right, I'm cool with just winning the award, the uh, the the stat awards, and I'm never gonna catch Jordan. If he wants to catch Jordan, he must leave LA. I mean, that's true. I also think he he wants to catch Jordan, but I he obviously never saw that it was gonna be this bad this year. Like maybe he thought, okay, worst case scenario, if we're not playing too well, we'll still be like a five seed. We'll have a chance. There's no way he thought we were going to be the 10th seed. Well, that's where his ego got the best of him. Because I mean, you can't predict it. Constru- like AD, AD's been out. AD? <laughs> a day to day, yeah. I mean, yeah, he always gets hurt, but. You can't predict injuries with AD? <laughs> the man's been hurt five years in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But the one year he was healthy, they won the chip. Don't make me talk about AD, dude. He's he's he just said, he, okay, this proves that he is a loser. He just said, if I was healthy, we would have beaten Phoenix yeah. in that in that in that playoff series. I mean, is, is he wrong though? Is, is he wrong? Parents of the world, never, ever be <laughs> teach your children to be that guy. For the love of God, seriously, Monty, if you have kids, would you be like, oh, yeah, look for every excuse in the book? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I hate people that make excuses. So, I mean, it, it, yeah. But I'm not saying he's wrong, but I don't agree with his whole, like, logic behind it. Oh, if I was, like, like he's not lying. Like, if he was yeah, healthy, they would have won. If what? Yeah, okay. If what? Yeah, if Kendrick Perkins was healthy in game seven, maybe they beat LeBron. Like, who knows? Like, it's like, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way, availability is a skill set that you don't have. Okay? I know freak injuries happen, but there comes a point when availability is a skill set, and you do not have that skill set. Okay? I mean, yeah, that's fair. And that's done. Phoenix beat you. Mm-hmm. It's over. Don't never be that guy. For the love of I, I it makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> because I, I actually think he's a very talented player. That's the problem. That's mm-hmm. why it makes me sick to my stomach is he's like, oh, if, but <laughs> it's like you lost. Yeah. You, you can't say that sitting on the couch. You know though. what the problem is, and you know what I'm gonna say. He's been hanging out with LeBron too much. Because if there's ever been a if, excuse, but guy, it's LeBron James. Ah, elbow. I broke my hand. I punched the wall. You lost, and that's it. I mean, yeah, that's where I agree with you. You can't be talking all that after you lose, and then you're just sitting on the bench like, yeah, yeah. It, it never happens, so you can't run these hypotheticals. Right, exactly. Jordan could have been like, if Kwame Brown was <laughs> what I expected, maybe we would have gotten to the playoffs. <laughs> um, but I don't know, dude. I think you're way off. I think it's more like 80% LeBron leaves next year. Well, I, I don't think he is going to leave just because he said, like, He's going to wait for his son. And so I think his son comes in like 
three years. So or two, two or three years. I don't I don't know. I know it's coming up. So I think he stays in LA and then figures out what he's gonna do from there. I think I know if he wants to win a ring, he has to go somewhere else, but maybe he's fine with four. I mean, if the way you see them playing this year, he looks checked out in the sense it's like, oh, let me I don't even care for winning or losing. I'm just gonna go play. But I, I still think he stays in LA, maybe the Lakers make some deals. I don't know what they're gonna do, but make some deal. They don't have any assets slash leverage to do anything. They're gonna have he to is get stuck. creative. Yeah, I mean it's the NBA. Yeah, they're gonna have to get very creative. What or, about Dallas? Um, him and Luke. I mean, but other than him and Luca, does Dallas have? You like, like you like Cleveland better. I mean, I mean, I like Cleveland with LeBron. I, I think there's a reason for him to go to Cleveland rather than just city hop and go to Dallas. Because if he doesn't win in Dallas, then it's like, oh, shoot. Okay, I forced my way out, and I couldn't win. But if he doesn't win in Cleveland, it's like, oh, okay, I returned home. I'm going to retire here, and now we're going to we try it one more time. I think Dallas is just like, shit. I, I requested a trade, and I didn't win, so now it looks even worse. Here's the last nail on the LeBron being completely selfish coffin. What he is doing to his son right now is completely shameful. <laughs> the amount of pressure he's putting right now on his son. And maybe I'm old fashioned. But mm-hmm. to be doing this, like I know you want to have confidence in your son, but to know that you're se- in my book, second best NBA player of all time, and your book, the greatest of all time, <laughs> to say, oh, I want to play with my son when we don't even know if he's an <laughs> NBA prospect is really selfish because that, by him saying that, it puts so much pressure on his son that it's like, even if a team drafts him ahead of where they should, just so they know they can get LeBron, what does that do for his son? Like, like I, I meant like like development wise, what does that do for his son development wise, other than become a detriment to him? So again, it does not matter what happens to anyone outside of LeBron. It only matters to what's happening to LeBron and his selfish wish of, I want to play with my son. Maybe your son doesn't want to play with you. (laughs) So it's just like, to me, it's like completely selfish. His son, by the way, should pro uh, let, let's say he goes to college. LeBron's going to want him to play one year and then come to the NBA. Maybe he's one of those players that needs to stay three, maybe four years in college in a normal trajectory, and therefore he's going to fuck his own son over because he wants to have this storyline of LeBron plays with his son. So you think he's sacrificing his son's NBA development and career, or he's rushing it? Yes, I do. Because it doesn't matter to LeBron what's best for his son. It only matters to LeBron what's best for LeBron. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a fair point because no, like you said, we don't really know what we don't really know what his son's like ability is. If he's like a five star, like oh, he can play from day one, or he's one of those oh, he needs some years in college. So I understand what you're saying. Oh, like it could mess up his whole development. But I don't think LeBron's thinking like, oh, I need this for the story. Like I want – I think his son's dream is to get to the NBA and why not get there as fast as and as quick as possible because why not? Like you can figure out your ups and downs while you're in the, in the NBA when you're young rather than wow. spending all that the time LeBron, in college. The LeBron apology factory. <laughs> That, I mean, that's wild, dude. That you think you spinning that to more than what it just is is insane to me. I mean, I think he just I mean, everyone knows that this is a selfish thing that he's doing. I mean, I think it's just as simple as he wants to play with his son. I don't think he's thinking about, oh, my son's development. Like, I think he's just like, my son, he's going to play, like, he's going to be in the NBA. I'll be in the NBA and I'll get to play with him. Like, I don't think. Like other people, like first Barry of all, Morgan. the only one playing with their son right now is Tom Brady, and we <laughs> all know this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I think, I, like um, when Ken Griffey and his dad played, like I don't remember what Ken Griffey's path to the majors was, but I know he was like this superstar in the making, and they thought he would be nasty. But I, he Ken wanted to Griffey, play with his... Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. He's one of the best baseball players no, no, no. of all time. I, I know that, but wait, no, his his way up to the to he the didn't majors. come in, and they're like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Everyone knew he was going to be the best. Well, I mean, Bronny's bit like he's re- be, he's been recruited. He's the fourth best player on Sierra Canyon. Yeah. I mean, we don't know until he like uh, what is he? I don't know if he's a sophomore or a junior, but. I think he's I think he's in the top thirty in his recruiting class. So usually somewhere around there will be telling one you, I'm just telling you how it's gonna play out. Some team is gonna reach for him because they know, oh wait, if we get the Bronny, we're gonna get LeBron. Well, LeBron and at so that age will have no value. According to you, Tom Brady can play four more years. So why can't LeBron play four more? Because football, like Brady like Football is such an easy soft sport. No, I mean, he's not <laughs> football and basketball. We can't compare. We can't no, compare. I agree. I agree. Plus, they they protect Tom Brady. Yeah, you just you can't it. protect LeBron. I mean, obviously, you can give him foul calls, but that doesn't mean that he's not still going to hit the floor. That's true. And you got to run up and down the court, play offense, defense. Football is not the same. Right. I don't know. He's taking steroids, so I mean, I guess he could last for a long time. I mean, maybe that's why he wants his son up there as quick as possible before his steroids start to wear down. Are you worried about how? How worried? By the way, speaking of hitting the court, how worried are you each time Joel Embiid? Oh, I like because he does it a lot, and I have no investment in the 76ers, and I'm just like. Damn, I thought he like really got injured right there. Yeah, anytime he falls, I'm like, like my heart, like my stomach drops. I'm like, oh shit, because it's it's the fall, and then it's just like the five seconds you wait to see, like, because sometimes he'll fall, and then he'll like get back up slowly, 
or like when he would actually get hurt, he would fall and then like stay on the ground. So it's like you have like a five second buffer right. period where like I don't know if he's done for the next two years or if he's gonna come back in two minutes. So it's like my heart stops for like five seconds and then it's oh shit, what the hell what's gonna happen next? But I don't like yeah. No, keep going. I was gonna say, like, usually when you're younger and you're growing up and you and you play basketball and you play other sports, like you brace yourself for contact. Like if you're falling. It feels like he just jumps and then is like, okay, I'm falling. Whatever's going to happen. Like he, there's no like instinctual like reaction that he has when he's about to hit the ground. He's a big dude though. That's true. Yeah. He's like 280, 300 pounds. Yeah. It's hard. Coming from a guy that fell on his shoulder one time and destroyed his AC rotator cuff. It's like, I'm, I watch this now with a new, like, sense of respect i'm like i can't believe that that large human being just did that no it's crazy okay Okay, i know we didn't say we're gonna talk march madness Mm -hmm. but i do want your final four uh let me pull it up i have well there was just a big loss kentucky just lost like 20 minutes no yeah no in the first round yeah dude the funny thing about that is the guy one of the all right, this is kind of this is gonna sound weird and like I was like molested or something. <laughs> My math teacher from high school, every year he does a bracket, and dude, this guy has like formulas and shit. So he had Kentucky winning the whole thing, oh, and okay. I almost like changed mine because I was to like, oh, this it? guy, this guy's got like a like a insider track or something. Yeah, well, wow, I, had, I can't believe they just lost. Yeah, and overtime. Wait, I think I had them in my final four. Yeah, I had them in my final four. I had them, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kansas. And then I had Gonzaga, yeah. Arizona, and then Gonzaga I, winning the whole thing. Oh, I have the exact same thing, except I have – wait, you have Gonzaga, right? Yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah, I have Arizona winning the whole thing. Yeah, but no, I had Kentucky, and now they're already out, so – one quarter wow. of my final four is already. By the way, Charlie was freaking out today because I was at lunch and my boss is like, how much are we putting down? And I was like, I think Charlie said 50 or whatever. And uh, he was like, I'm in. I was like, actually, I think it's just me, Monty, and Charlie. He's like, no, I'm in. I was like, <laughs> all right, well, yeah. I, that's as far as I can go with my pushback. Yeah. I mean, no, that's fine. If it, yeah. Yeah. He put Duke to win the whole thing. No, I – there's no – I mean, Duke could even win right. their own ACC championship, which, I mean, I'm not going to say right. anything so can happen. Told, like I told Charlie, I was like, this is basically free money, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. This yeah, guy's no, got exactly. Duke going the whole way. <laughs> but, no, yeah. Who were – I had Gonzaga. Four? I had the – I just I just said mm-hmm. I had Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and – um. Wait, who was the fourth Kansas, one? Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah. I and mean, then Gonzaga and Arizona in the final, and Arizona winning. So it's going to come down. Hopefully. I also had St. Mary's going. Uh, St. Scary Mary's. was. Did they win today? Yeah, they dominated Indiana. Yeah, I had that. And then I have them winning the next game. And then I have them winning the game after that. So you have them beating like UCLA and. And UNC. Baylor and UNC, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I have UNC beating Baylor. Oh, okay. And then you have them. Yeah. I'm I'm upset king over here. I should have gone with because 
slower teams usually actually have the advantage in March Madness, yeah. and Providence was one of them, and I didn't pick Providence. And I had Providence losing today. Easily won. Yeah. They had a big win. Another game that happened today, um, Iowa, which I had them in my Final Four this morning, and I changed it. They Ooh. coming off the Big Ten, they had won the Big Ten tournament, and then they lost today. So good thing I made. The I had, teams, I had, that was my note. I said sleeper team Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, I mean I had them in my final four this morning, and then I was like, uh, "There's some like I know they're coming in hot, winning the Big Ten, but I would, I'm I don't want to look back and be like, why why didn't I pick Kansas? Like, I would rather trust Kansas over Iowa making it. Right. And I am lucky that the UF Gators didn't make it because I usually pick them to go way far. <laughs> that's that's fair. All right, we're gonna we're gonna recheck in uh, next week after uh, we get some more uh, college basketball out of the way. Uh, but if you have been listening, book it. Arizona's gonna win the whole thing. <laughs> all bets. Put it all on seven. Lady Luck. They call her Lady Luck. Blowing them down. When she kisses me, I'm in heaven. Snake eyes. Snake eyes? Snake eyes? Oh, no! No! I'm ruined! You! You jinxed them! What? I did not. Yeah, you did! You owe me 50 grand! So, if you bet on Arizona, you can <laughs> end up like him. Um, Okay. Monty, thanks for joining. I think this was a solid hour and 13 minute cast. Um, I got, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm just chilling, probably just watching more Some basketball. The, yeah, basketball. Next few weeks is just pure basketball. Fantastic. All right. Well, I'll hit you up. Um, let's do this again next week after we got some more basketball under our belts. Yep. All right, sir. Let's go out to Friday night. Because on the Sunday Punch podcast, it is Thursday night. But as we all know, it's actually Friday night. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car We drive through the city like explorers going 65 Flowing hair flying across your face We left on Friday, now it's Saturday Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up Red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks Sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low Studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might Run away to some place we we can be who we are. We can be who we are.